Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of Touch by Horse. I'm your host or co-host, Chris Angel, here with your host today, Robin Campbell. Hi, Robin. Hi, Chris. How are you? I am great. We had such a great conversation before hitting record in the green room, as we call it. And um, I just can't wait for people to hear about your work. So um, if possible, let's just, can you give us just a little bit of background about sort of where, like your journey, where you've come from and to, and then maybe we can talk about the how you transition into working with horses and the kind of work you do with people. Oh my God, how do you, how do you summarize this? I know, if you could <laughs> give it to me in one sentence, that would be great. Oh, wow. <laughs> just um, kidding, just kidding, take your time, take your time. No horse background, I just uh, met them as a teenager and, and loved them, but they disappeared from my life when my cousins sold their horses, mm. which I thought was really sad. It was a lot of fun, but yeah. that was it. And then, uh, I went on uh, uh, the big rap maze of, of working. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. And right. um, and uh, I, I'm a person who, who works really hard, who believes in, in doing the best as you can, as you know, in everything that you do should be well done. Yeah. So I, when I decide to do something, I plunge into it. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, if I relate that to my background, there's a bit of uh, trying to to buy love or acceptance or recognition, uh, which I don't feel I got as a as a child in in the way I was growing up and in a an ancestral home. Um, so, uh, I I just got bogged down to being the best, but being tripped all the right. time. Uh, and uh, mm. at, at some point I, I got burnt out. I got, uh, uh, it didn't feel like I had any, uh, that there was no point on, on going on and trying to help, trying to, I needed to look after myself. I left uh, the work, the, the, the whole system. What were you doing for work, by the way? I, I worked in, in many areas, uh, in the area of, of um, uh, uh, security for a long time with uh, the prime minister and, and his group and uh, and I worked in social work in schools and uh, halfway houses and uh, foster homes uh, wow. foster fostered directly in in groups I did family therapy mm. um, individual therapy and um, it, it yeah it was just it was just it didn't feel like I was making a difference and I really mm -hmm. wanted to make a difference. So, and, and the area in which I work a lot, uh, it's handled by, by men a lot and the, the energy is different. And uh, I felt personally that I had to prove myself over and over again mm -hmm. and uh, going over the same, the same challenges. And I didn't want to do that anymore. I just didn't. And I left. I left. I uh, I bought a farm. I left the city. I I just even couldn't handle the the energy of the city. It was just too yeah. much. So I bought a farm. Order horses online. Online. They show. They showed up at my home. Um, they were born in May. They showed up in September, like four months of age. Hmm. Came out of the trailer, and uh, and that was it. I was I was in love, um, and uh, from from you can't just have two horses, so I <laughs> I grew them, uh, but I I spent time I spent a lot of time with them, sat with them, trying to ground myself, trying to find some peace, some 
but I was still being tripped into old pattern. Uh, I was isolating myself more and more. I just didn't want to be with the world. And it, you know, we're in a society, you can't live in a vacuum and be by yourself. Yeah. So uh, I, I thought it was the end. I just didn't want the relationships were not working and uh, I was broken. I was totally broken. And uh, uh, at that point I had spent many years with, with the horses, just be with the horses. I don't ride. I don't, you know, I don't train. I don't, I don't do any competition with them. I was just being with the horses. Yeah. And um, uh, one day I was thinking that that was it. So I sat with them and then just, was thinking how to do it. I wanted to walk out and say goodbye to everything. Mm. And uh, my old mayor came through, uh, came through the, the gate and I'm sitting on the stump and she's looking at me and snorting simply like almost disgusted. And I'm thinking, mm. well, if she's disgusted with me, no wonder I'm disgusted with myself, you know? Mm. So she walked away and I said, oh, that's it. So I came back the day after and, uh, and uh, she came through the gate again and wanted the herd to stay behind. I had 10 of them at the time and she came to me and, and uh, simply threw me down the, the, the stump and looked at me and, and the, the message was clear as a bell in my head. Robin, if you don't move, you're going to die. Mm. And that's exactly what I was thinking. I wanted mm. to die. She turned around and walked away. So I came back the day after I sucker for punishment, I guess. I don't know, but <laughs> she came back and I stood up because she had this determined look in her face. I said, okay, I don't want to be thrown, you know, around again. But I got up and she came to me and, and the message was still there. You know, you need to listen to me. You need to walk. You need to move or you're going to die. And she started throwing my arms around. I felt like a, a, a scarecrow in the wind, you know, a, a scarecrow yeah. in the wind. She'd yeah. toss my head around, my arms around. And that's, that's all it was. You can't stay there. Just move, move. Mm. And, and, and the path mm. will show up. Just mm. move. trust me. And uh, so I, I started looking for, for um, the answers, but with horses, I, I felt that that's where the answers were with, mm. with the horses and I uh, needed yeah. a guide. And I, leap of faith and you guys are are my guide so that's what i did the i love that because you had said before we recorded you had said that horses before this moment had where they were calming for you they were grounding for you but then there was this moment with your lead mare and you just needed to move and so just re, just retell like after that moment what were horses for you were were the well, guide they became a guide and they became a voice uh, a, a voice for me to hear. Mm -hmm. So if I'm, if I was, if I was stuck and and had no no answer, no, I would just sit with them and and ask. Yeah. You know, whether it comes from him, her, or the universe. Right. Uh, right. You know, I I simply opened up to guidance. I yeah. I wanted to hear a voice that would say, "Go this way, trust." Mm -hmm. You know, and and that's what they became. They became healers. They became guides. They became mm -hmm delight so i hear it's so interesting in in your story thank you for sharing that by the way it's um really powerful and i think there's a lot of people who um whatever the background is whatever their their story is and the, the hardships of the story will use things like work ethic or determination or attitude or whatever it is to to show up in a man's world or in masculine energy and try to produce a result and do the things that are that that have you stay in in the game of it all and then <clears throat> and then um 
get to a place where to surrender to a voice or to surrender something bigger is, is so it's such a common part of the story where the turning point is when we stop trying to control it and, right. and produce the result of it. And we just open ourselves to guidance, you know? Yeah. I think that's really powerful. That's so how, how did you connecting with Melissa? I started searching for, for um, mm -hmm. someone that, uh, includes the horse and the healing. And so I connected with Melissa and, and I did uh, a year with her. And I guess I opened up the Pandora box so much that the, the, there was too much. It, it came at me way, way too mm. fast. Mm. Uh, I needed to take a break and, and uh, I don't know, sort out, sort out the crap for a while. And so I did, I, I stood back for seven years and, uh, I wow. uh, worked some more with the horses and, and really looked at myself, put myself as a priority and uh, um, worked on, on uh, at that time I met also a, a, psych, a psychiatrist, which uh, was a discovery for me because um, when we got to talking, he realized because I wanted to get some more in the incest part dealt with. And, and I said, well, I keep, falling to the same patterns as I'm still struggling with, with, uh, uh, triggers, you know, like, but I'm okay with the incest. I've dealt with that. I've it's, it's gone. But why am I still tripping myself all the time? And then he discovered that it was PTSD that I was responding with. So I changed my approach and uh, met with people that deal with PTSD. And at that point realized that, uh, yeah, that's what it is, is that when you meet the same trigger, you go back to the same mm -hmm. place where you were when it happened. So my focus changed to finding tools and ways mm. to, to, uh, to disconnect with that. And that's when I decided I'm ready to go back to Melissa. Yeah. And uh, so touched by a horse became uh, uh, my focus. And within a year I, I completed the, the, the program and cut all the strings that were related to everything that brought me back to that four-year-old brought me back to that six yeah. years old that, you know and and i yeah. kept dropping it and then look at it and it's like oh yeah that's what it was so the the, the memories are still there I, I can still tell you exactly what happened but i don't trigger uh the same way i used to the emotion is not attached anymore so right. i can walk away from them and say oh yeah that's what it was and that's what it is today and, and that's what the horses gave me is a shake to bring me back to mm. you're an adult today and yeah. this is then and these are the tools for you to deal with when it comes up and that's that's where it's at today yeah totally different person yeah it's so interesting too because your background was in you had some social work and uh, a lot of you had uh, uh, dealt with and been with people others who had had hard times and we're working through things. And so it, like you more than most were familiar with the conversations and the processes and the things. What, what was it that had you turn a corner? Cause you like, you even took seven years off after it all came at you. And then, I mean, then that's a pretty relatively short time, like one year out of a lifetime that something shifted. Yeah. Like what, what caused the shift? Do you think? I think is it was my, readiness to mm. simply open it all up and mm. say once everything is out the rawness 
is dealt with mm. and uh, and dropped the yeah. healing can start mm. however i am now strong enough to handle mm. whatever comes at me and i don't think i was before yeah. because uh as soon as I started being overwhelmed, I, I would start sinking. And I right, spent right. a lot of my time with my head on the water. Um, so you avoid it, but nothing is being dealt with. So the biggest thing was, I've got all the pieces. That's how I explained it to Melissa, is I've got all the pieces of the puzzles now. I've, I've uncovered all the pieces of the puzzles from everything that happened, but also from within myself. We yeah. need to put the picture together. Yeah. And that's what we did. Yeah. We, we put the picture together with the horses and the work with Melissa and, and, and the herdies are, are just incredible with the support, the love and the non-judgmental uh, yeah. approach and, and, you know, holding the space for you that I can totally fall apart, but I know yeah. I'll be held and I know that my pieces are now strong enough to hold me. So, yeah. yeah. And, and the, um, uh, while it, you in your story had some time you've now done work with your, your own work with the herd and uh, the, the touch by horse herd and yes. and your own clients that you know you put the pieces together so others don't have to spend as much time putting the pieces together right or well yes and no you can't put yeah. it together for them hmm. because it's like any self-help book yeah. you read intellectually you understand it but the trauma is in every cell of your body is embedded yeah. in there so unless you get the ha ha, -ha moment yourself mm -hmm. and that you get to somatically experience mm -hmm. and and have mm -hmm. a guide to unload this yeah. uh it's not going to work they have to make their own puzzles you can't do it for them i get that yeah i get that so if i showed up to work with you but i wasn't ready to let go you could walk me through a ton of exercises or work and I, if I don't let go, then nothing gets released or we don't move on. No, you, well, you do move on because we work around it and we guide you and I can suggest that you may want to take that path. Hmm. And if you, you know, you, you may be reluctant to work or to walk, but if, if you've decided, no, I gotta, I, I, I gotta heal, I gotta do this everything that's around it will loosen up yeah and and once it's loosed enough for you to expand then you can you know start uh having those those baggage go down the step and say oh yeah i see it i can work with it yeah so if you stop then you're stuck but yeah. if you and then that's what the message from the horse was so clear you got to move so mm -hmm. if you work everything that's around you uh, then the middle, the core that is so tight and stuck, eventually will loosen up, and and you'll you'll do your own puzzle, you'll do your own healing. Right. So, yeah. I love that because you um, you expressed before we started recording also that um, you can see the answers, you can see what there is to do. Just be, like you said, like read a book. Maybe you've been through years and years of counseling. Like you, you you're intellectually up to speed on it all, but until you're willing to let go mm -hmm. or do do some work around it um you'll continue to feel trapped or stuck like yeah. there's lots of stuckness in people's trauma and pain um how do how do so if i'm someone listening to this and i have i feel stuck 
I'm like, man, I've been through years of counseling therapy and I still feel stuck. And it's so frustrating because I can see the answer. I just can't get the relief. What do, what, what helps, what would be helpful for me coming into a session with you that would allow things to get movement? Mm -hmm. um, well, the beauty of Gestalt is that we deal with what's happening in the moment. Mm. So if you come to me, I figure that whatever is in the past is impacting on your life today. Mm. So we look at today. And, and uh, as we ground ourselves and, and dive into our somatic, into, into our being, uh, we look at what comes up. So if you're talking about uh, uh, a very good example, Chris, I'm telling you, uh, you're working at your desk, okay? And, and your uh, employer, your boss, your manager, whatever, comes out of the office and says, Chris, I'd like to see you in, in my office right now. Mm. What's your reaction? Yeah, I get butterflies. I'm like, uh oh, what I do wrong? Exactly. And yeah. most people, that's the answer. Okay, what have I done wrong? Right. So, when's the first time you felt that? What can you relate that oh, to? Somewhere in school, probably. And that's where we go. Okay, yeah. where does it feel in your body? How does it feel? And let it let it come up. And let's talk about that. And everything eventually will be related to something that you can. Oh yeah. That's right. I used to respond that way. And, and so many people are able to say, oh, yeah, you know, my dad will call and say, I need to talk to you. Oh, my God. You know, I, that's it. I can't breathe anymore. So you can relate. And that's how you start with the person. Mm -hmm. and, and, and if you're congruent, you're connected and, and your feelings are coming up and, and the pain and then the sadness and, you know, the, oh, my God, I'm going to be sick. If, if that's congruent with where you're at, and I put you with the horse, the horse will be right on you because mm. he feels your vibration, he feels your pain, and, and the horse wants you to be healthy. Mm. So him and I, or her and I, will work on what, what does that look like for you? Mm. You know, where does that feel? And we'll talk it through, and the horse will lead you through as well. Mm. With his vibration, we'll be yeah. also able to hold you together so that yeah. you can come up with all those connections and, 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 and the release. When you, that makes me think of the somatic part of this, right? When you say somatic, what does that mean? Somatic is, is, is um, how your body respond yeah. uh, to anything that happens. Um, right. So people are more intuitive or more sensitive to, mm. to, uh, to others, but uh, your body will respond before it gets to your brain. So, yeah. So a lot of times if I have trauma and my body has responded before my brain, it doesn't matter what intellectual conclusions my brain makes. My body's already fight or flight or in a, in a response that doesn't allow the, the releasing to happen because it's clenching or it's mm -hmm. whatevering. Yeah. Yeah. And often it's our brain that stops us from, you know, healing. Uh, oh, I, I, I watch, um, hmm. uh, animals sometimes you know the, the a deer will be just touched by a car and and thrown mm. in the ditch but not you know not hurt to to die uh they'll lay there and and feel the trauma in their body in every mm. cells of their body mm. and and will uh wait until it goes through mm. and and don't touch him just let him go through his trauma and that's what it is mm. and then you'll see that the, the deer will shake Mm. will stand up, mm. release, and mm. walk away. <laughs> if a human can do that, mm. 
going through a trauma without bringing it to our head and intellectualizing why uh, am I not worth? Why did I have to suffer this? Uh, am I not loved? Uh, why am I so ugly? Uh, they're all judging me. If we could stop this and just feel it in our body, we would be able to release that a lot quicker uh, than, than what we do now. Because wow. we're, we're gifted or cursed with yeah. an intellectual. <laughs> As you say it, like I'm even like, I just can relax in it. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, like there is, there is light on the other side of, or freedom mm -hmm. on the other side of the releasing, the releasing yeah. of it. Yes. And that's what the clients uh, start seeing is mm -hmm. the light at the end. Um, as the, uh, when I, I went through therapy for years, different modalities. And every time I worked a piece in my head, it was like a, a, a big rope with knots. Mm. all along and every time I worked out a piece a knot would undo mm. and for me my aim was to undo all those knots yeah. and I can see as some of my patients will say you know like oh wow it's brighter oh wow it's brighter oh it's easier getting up in the morning and, and you see that it's working yeah um for them in different ways for me that's what it, it, it was but it, uh one way I explained to them it's everything we touch is like a, a spider web. So you cannot just move one strand and nothing around oh, yeah. uh, not moving. Yeah. So if you start, you know, one strand at a time, the whole spider web will move. Eventually it will release what is stuck in your body mm. and, and it'll come up and we'll mm. deal with it. You know, I'll guide you to work it. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh. That's so powerful. I can imagine, um, I'm feeling um, inspired by the conversation. I would imagine people listening to this are also inspired. Uh, if people want to do this kind of work with you, Robin, like how, how do people reach out to you to um, learn more about your work and, and how to work with you? Well, I guess with my story, it'll make sense to people. Uh, you can reach me at Then I Met a Horse. So it's com. Yeah, that's right. Triple W, Then I Met a Horse, one word, dot com. Yeah. And if you wish to make a call with me, front slash apply, then you'll get on my schedule and you can. All over the world, Jerry, uh, well, they're really beautiful. Thanks for the Thank you so much for your support.